I hate the fact that it's cool to be black these days. Good. I hate this hip-hop fucking influence on white fucking suburbia. Good. And I hate Tabitha Soren and all her Zionist MTV fucking pigs telling us we should get along. Save the rhetorical bullshit, Hillary Rodham Clinton, because it ain't gonna fucking happen. Open our eyes. Every night, thousands of these parasites stream across the border. There's over two million illegal immigrants bedding down in this state tonight. million dollars just to lock up a bunch of illegal immigrants, criminals. There's nothing funny going on here. This is about your life and mine. Statue of Liberty, it says, give me your tired, you're hungry, you're poor. Well, it's Americans who are tired and hungry and poor. And I say until you take care of that, close the fucking book. going on and I don't see anybody doing anything about it. And he fucking pisses me off. This isn't our fucking neighborhood, it's a battlefield.
What's up, family? How's everybody doing tonight? Thank you all very much for being here. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the motherfucking Eagles Nest. It's your boy, John Fashcroft, and with me, as always, is our boy, Akila. How are you, brother? I'm decent enough. Racial greetings, Sean. Racial greetings, chat. Good to hear and see everybody. Yeah, what's up, chat? Yeah, thanks for being here, brother. Uh, what we got here? What's the, what are the twos for? What are the twos? Uh, press two to abolish kikes. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, MGC? How are you doing, brother? Uh, Prussian Space Marine, Rock, Gibbs, Bananas, DeWitt. So what? What's up, family? Dandelion, Noah Gold. Uh, yeah, we're going to get into that, uh, Prussian Space Marine. Uh, what's up, family? The uh, Rock, Gibbs, Bananas. What's up, Bubba? Uh, hey, thank you very much, DeWitt. Uh, DeWitt. I appreciate you, brother. King James, what's up? Homo Talk, what's up? Mountain Top Union, what's up, family? Smitty. Garuk, Lady Mjolnir, what's up, sis? Garuk, what's up, bud? Johnny Rebel, what's up, brother? Eva Brando, what's up, sis? We got a lot. We got the whole fam in here. I think I got um, Yeah, that takes me all the way up to the top. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, ask hey. the problem, uh, Space Marine. I just fucking slammed a fucking rain, and it just, man, it was a rough day, man. <clears throat> it was one of those days at work where nothing was going to fucking go our way. Nothing was going to go our way. So, yeah, I didn't get off till like, fucking 6 o'clock. And, uh, well, 6 o'clock my time, so. It was, like, 5.45 my time, so, yeah. Almost 6 o'clock. But, anywho, how's everybody doing? I hope you guys had a great weekend. Uh, we're gonna push on through this. We're gonna have a good show tonight. We got a whole bunch of shit to talk about. There's all kinds of shit out there. I mean, it's definitely not a slow, uh, news week. Uh, the panel covers, yes. It wasn't just the panel covers. That was the easiest part of it. Uh, Argent Destroyer. So those panel covers, um, those particular ones, there's two kinds of panel covers like that. What's up, MGC? How you doing, brother? Friends, what's up? Uh, there's two kinds of, what's up? They call me Perp, uh, Notorious. Uh, there's two kinds of panels that are similar to the ones we were dealing with today. And so there are ones that, uh, work like a, like a flange, right? And those are a pain in the ass and they're... They're not really dangerous. They're just a pain in the ass. But you got all this metal fucking flapping around and shit in these live-ass panels and shit. I mean, they're not really that dangerous, but it sure as fuck feel dangerous. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're just a pain in the ass to get on and off. Uh, the kind I was working with today uh, works kind of like a, a... Well, not kind of. It works like a clamp, right? So do the flange ones, but this one's a little bit different. It uh, opens like a hook. It almost looks like a steel bird beak almost and uh it opens like a hook as you un as you loosen the screw but as you loosen the screw you have to keep banging that fucking so the screw will back out of the panel but you have to bang it in because you need it to open up that that bird beak <clears throat> for lack of a better term and uh like that's just, you know that's just what it is they just open up and you got to fucking work that panel out of there like side to side and it's just a pain in the ass i don't know how else to put it it's just a huge fucking pain in the ass and they're terrible they're fucking terrible and they're, and they're, and they're retar it's fucking retarded it's pointless i don't know who the asshole was who decided to, to to design them like that when like every other fucking panel you just screw the motherfucker up you got a fucking five sixteenths fucking nut driver you put the fucking six screws in the son of a bitch six or eight screws however big it is and uh, 
you're on your way. You just screw it right there to the outside of the fucking panel. But no, whatever fucking Jew made this motherfucker decided to fucking put all these flappy fucking metal arms and bird beak flanges and shit. And that's not what they're called. That's just kind of what they look like. It's, I don't know. I guess kind of like a C-clamp, I guess. Piece of shit is what they are. Fuck those things, man. Oh, man. They're fucking... But even though, like I said, that was the easiest. That was the easy part of the day. We had to fucking core through floors and... <sighs> yeah, it was just a fucking nightmare, man. It was just a fucking nightmare. But anyhow. Well, <clears throat> I, hate to, I hate to patronize you, John, in that way, but I, I, I was not busy enough today, dog. I wish I had more shit to do. I'm in this weird limbo with work for a bunch of different reasons. Who talks myself too hard, but hold. Yeah, I, I will tell you this, brother. I'm with you on that. Um, I go crazy just like without something to do to keep me busy. If I'm not fucking, uh, like that's why I say like even if like that's why I I know I'll always work. Like even if I hit the fucking lottery tomorrow, I would still work because I I go crazy. I can't just uh, yeah. He's been cutting out. Uh, Crushing blue. Well, hopefully it'll get better. You're cutting out a little bit, brother. Um, I'm in and out. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I, I just I go stir crazy. I can't just sit around. I'll go out and get myself in fucking trouble. Uh, <laughs> I gotta stay busy. I'll go out and get myself in fucking trouble, man. But anyways, man, how's I hope everybody had a good weekend, man. Uh, what do we got on the plate tonight, man? What do we got on the plate? Uh. I think I just fixed my shit up there. Hopefully that's better. Yeah, you sound great right now. You sound great now. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, what do we got here on the thing? Uh, yeah, here we go. Let's talk about this. Let me get this pulled up. We'll do. We'll talk about fake twang. Uh, this is because this is a fucking. Yeah, this that's... is this is this is one of those lies you hear repeated over and over and over again. It gets tired. You get fucking tired of hearing it. It's just, it's it's stupid. It's stupid because, well, without give, I'll give my basic take right out the gate. Is all music is white? Yeah, and right. and to, to have the nerve. Yeah, like the fact that oh, it came from the blues and jazz. Like motherfucker, that wouldn't be possible without white people. Niggers would have never made the blues or jazz or any of that shit. And like the fucking talking about how the banjo was an African instrument. Like, no, just because some nigger had some goat hide fucking round thing with strings on it does not make it a fucking banjo. Get the fuck out of here. No. Yeah, let me get this. It's, up. it's a level of nonsense they come with with this shit. I remember, I remember what, listening, I listened to a lot of classical. And the, the radio station that I often listen to is super paused. Like, it's as paused as humanly possible. Once in a while, they'll, they'll play some Branford Marsalis, you know, but he what, he tried to delve into classical music at a certain point. Uh, these Marsalis brothers, you know, they're, they're, they're well-known. One of them used to do the Jay Leno show back in, in the day and everything. They're super crazy musicians in the jazz world. These guys tried to play classical music, and you could just hear that they don't understand. It's just terrible. So, Real you know, it doesn't work the other way around. <clears throat> Before we get into this, I want to say what's up to the cats over at Shing. What's up, Shing? Uh, Rob. I can't tell if that's from last night. Yeah, that's all the things from last night. But whoever, I see there's some people watching over there, Shing. I think we've got 11 people watching over on Shing. What's up, y'all? Thanks for being here. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. I've never heard of the fuck. What's up, Piper? How are you doing, sis? I've never heard of the fucking um, Marsalis brothers. Yeah, I've never, heard, I've never heard of these guys. And, uh, Brantford Marsalis and this other fucking clown. Anyways, they're just like jazz music, contemporary are jazz musicians. Two, are those the two brothers that killed their killed their parents? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm fucking right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the, the Menendez brothers. Same era, there same era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same era. Menendez, no. Marsalis. I mean, yeah, well, it's just close. <laughs> Splitting hairs. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would they, they probably would have if they got the opportunity. Fuck. Yeah. So th- this here, yeah, no shit. Given, 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 given the right tools and opportunity, they absolutely would have like slayed their mothers, their parents. Speaking of, before we get into this, this is an old article. I was gonna say that, but before we get into this, have you ever seen the movie, um, uh, Green Inferno? Nope, never heard of it. Either. So we watched it last night because I'd heard of it a bunch of times, and uh, I'd never taken the time to actually sit down and watch it. Um, but me and the the wife watched it last night, and it. Is a fucking amazing movie. I think everybody should watch it because I, I don't know who made it. I didn't look into it, but it's fucking awesome because it just it just dunks on every. Fu- I mean, in my personal opinion, it just the movie just dunks on these faggot, fake uh, environmentalist leftists, right? These college kid environmentalists. It absolutely dunks on third world niggers. It absolutely dunks on third world government. It just is fucking amazing. It dunks on fucking. Uh, you know the the shady uh behavior of like American politicians when their kids get themselves in trouble. You know what I mean? Uh, it's just a fucking ama- so the the premise of the movie is this little college bitch gets uh a crush on this like weird like Mexican guy who's like a, a environmental revolutionary guy, right? He wants them to go chain themselves to these machines in the Amazon to protect this uncontacted tribe uh hold on real quick skipper the flipper thank you very much brother it's good to see you here he said there would be tons of nigger musicians throughout history if niggers were only smart enough to record history (laughs) uh fuck uh but no so uh but the chick who falls in love with this guy or gets this crush on this dude is like a senator or u.s attorney or some shit like some big some big wig in the government. What's up, Tuber? You're welcome to come on, bro. We're in the thing. Hail to you, brother. Uh, anyway, he he's he's some. I can't remember if he's like the attorney general or or he's like a senator or some shit like that. Her her dad, and uh, she takes off over there with this group to the Amazon. Well, the dude's playing her, right? The 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 environmentalist activist guy's playing the bitch. So he goes over there and has all his people chain themselves to the machines, and he has this bitch slide the senator's daughter, a broken lock, so she can't chain herself up. So the, uh, you know, the militia, the guerrillas, right, the 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 Indio military, right, these Guatemalan, like, jungle people, uh, get her, and they pull a gun on her, and but they're recording it all, and, like, the, the senator sees it and gets a call in, and they get the, there's, they get away, basically, and they're getting flown out, and the fucking plane crashes, well, when the plane crashes, the fucking same goddamn third world cannibalistic fucking shitty tribe they were trying to save kill, starts killing them and eating them. <laughs> it's like the fucking, uh, uh, it's fucking hilarious, dude. They're like getting fucking eaten by these people. And when they're in the cage, 
Come to find out, the Mexican revolutionary guy, uh, you know, this this environmental revolutionary guy, was actually working for another def- uh, another like logging corporation that wanted to get the bid on that land, so they had to run the other company off. Like it was all just a big fucking hustle. It's fucking hilarious, dude. It's just absolutely shitting on all of these faggots. I highly recommend it. I recommend uh, very few movies. I highly fucking re- recommend uh, Green Inferno. It's fucking hilarious i was cracking the fuck up i mean other than like there's some very gory brutal shit in there but i was fucking cracking up dude it was fucking hilarious dude they're all fucking bleeding hearts and like uh you know all compassionate and trying to (laughs) acting like these fucking shitty cannibalistic third worlders or fucking actually human and then they fucking get over there and they start getting eaten by like literally eaten by and there's this one bitch comes out with like this weird like fucking claw thing, and she starts like raping. <laughs> fucking, it's brutal, dude. But you know what Isn't I mean? Isn't that just... kind of how it shows like the underlying cultural Marxism, like the belief set, the liberalism, and yes. then how how the capitalism like sort of mixes with it? I believe yep. it was Strasser. I saw him write something today, uh, talking about how you know the symbiotic nature, you know, of the two things are the same, uh, but they have two different sort of polls or whatever and yeah that's it yeah no it's a really good, another good uh movie that actually had some some depth to it that i've watched here recently it's called the platform and it's like a critique on they say it's a critique on capitalism like people do but i think it's more of a uh, critique on our selfish nature and our consumptive nature our over consuming of things but i guess there is hints of capitalist critique in there as well but it's really cool it's about this platform uh these people are in prison and the platform um drops they they, they fill this platform with food uh and they fill it with just enough food to feed everybody but the platform sets on each level for a certain amount of time and because people are so selfish they gorge themselves and the people on the bottom things uh bottom floors starve starving to death and like eating each other and shit it's a really good uh really good movie uh, <clears throat> yeah, is it directed? I think you are right. I do remember seeing that now. Uh, Notor- or, uh, Notorious, it was Eli Roth that directed that. But watch it, man. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Uh, uh, he's it, too. Yeah, I've seen it. He's in that movie, too. Eli Roth is? I believe so, yeah. Oh. He's in Green, The Green Inferno? Oh, no, no. Um, he's in The Platform, isn't he? No, if he is, it's only for a brief moment. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just making that up. Oh, he's uh, a nice actor. It's good that he's directing that. That's cool. That makes it cooler. Is he a Jew? I don't know. Sound, I think he's not. Yeah, Eli, I mean, Eli Roth. <laughs> I, mean, I know. I had this funny feeling it wasn't, though, but yeah, I guess that's retarded. that's not a fucking Jew, woof. If that's not a Jew, that guy got a bad fucking hand dealt to him <laughs> with that fucking name. It might be like a Whoopi Goldberg thing, you know, where he's like, <laughs> fuck, if I sound the most Jewish possible name, I'll get a career. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, yeah, man, if that isn't, uh, if he isn't a Jew, he spent his entire life explaining that he's not Jewish. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not thinking about the same guy, dude. Yeah, for sure that guy's a Jew. I'm, t- I'm thinking about a totally different actor, but I'm fucking lost. Uh, Eli, yeah, Eli Ross, a director. And I'm, I mean, goddamn, with a name like that, how can you not be Jewish? Uh, Slipstream, thank you very much. He says, dude, fucking head Jew of our entire company. 
It's coming Wednesday and Thursday for an inspection. And then on top of that, I've got to deal with a race-mixing nigger and a fucking National Guard dickhead. Fuck the military, fuck kikes, fuck niggers, America for the white man. <laughs> Thank hey, you was... very much. Absolutely, bro. Yeah. Man, I'm sorry you have to deal with that. I really am sorry you have to deal with that. Uh, but, man, it's like that sometimes. You know what I mean? Every now and again, we get I get on a job site and there's some bebopping fucking jigaboo bouncing around, playing his fucking nigger shit all loud on fucking speakerphone like he don't got... Because he's too fucking busy buying drugs and shit to buy a decent pair of headphones, right? So this nigger's, like, bouncing around, fucking yucking it up, trying to be friends with everybody so he can, like, steal from people without being suspected, right? That's got to be the only uh, uh, motivation behind that kind of shit. Uh, Because you know this nigger don't want to be your friend. He's, like, literally, like, a ghetto drug dealer nigger, and you can tell. And they always are, like, just... They're, they just pick up trash. Like, that's their job. They'll walk around, and they'll pick up our conduit piles and sweep the floors, and they'll all, um, every fucking time, and you're just like, Jesus, man. Why can't you go get a homeless white guy to do this? Why do you have this bebopping, goofy ghetto nigger? You know what I mean? Walking around. Probably has got a gun. But, you know, he's probably got a gun in that shitty backpack he's got sitting over there. You know what I mean? And just yeah. So sometimes, brother, what I'm getting at is sometimes, man, it's just like that. You know what I mean? You're at work. I mean, you know, in a in a perfect world, we would all be able to work for ourselves and do our own thing, and 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 decide who we want to work with and have work with us. But it's just not the world we live in. I I am blessed to work for a very good company that uh and I'm not going to pretend these guys are racist and I would never want to even act as though they were on the air because that's, they're just not right they're they're really good like catholic uh a really good like good-hearted catholic family uh one of the bosses uh really he, he gets a kick out of me when I get off on rants you know what I mean <laughs> uh he always gets a chuckle out of me so I think he agrees with me more than he doesn't. You know what I mean? But anyhow, because um, I always go off. Like, fucking, I always get off on rants at work. But uh, anyhow, I work, you know, the company I work for, they just have high standards, right, of your appearance and, like, the way you, t- like, you can't come in there, like, looking like some weird wigger or nigger or dope head or anything, right? If you look sketchy, they're just going to be like, no, thank you, uh, Thank you for coming in and putting in an application, but we're not looking for help right now from you. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, just, they're super fucking uh, uptight about that. Like, when I first started there, uh, one of the brothers was like, man, those are some serious tattoos, dude. <laughs> Talking about all my tattoos. Like, he was like, sketch. and at the time, I had my ears gauged at like 9 sixteenths too. He was like, you're going to have to put like uh, some flesh-colored plugs or just take those out. When when you're out working, like he was super sketched out about hiring me, but yeah, he he, he took a shot and it's, he, he loves me now. You know what I mean? But just my appearance back then, I was a bigger guy, like I was a little bit chubbier, a lot chubbier actually. I was all tattooed up. I had big ass gauges. My head was shaved bald. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a way more brash demeanor back then. I guess I should say. Uh, yeah, well, you you got that fast cough charm, so I'm sure you got them. Yeah, I think that's the only reason I got the job, right? Is because for some reason people like me. Like I, I am good with people, so they took a shot on me. I mean, I was fresh out of prison too, man. I mean, fresh out of prison. Good for you, bro. Uh, 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 I got I got to defend my stupidity for a quick sec. The person I was thinking of was called Tim Roth, and he's an actor. 
he was in uh, Reservoir Dogs. And uh, listen to this just because it's retarded. Uh, he's from London. Um, his father was born in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn, Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn, to a family of Irish descent. Although he was not of Jewish background, his father changed his surname to Smith, uh, from Smith to the German Yiddish Roth in the 1940s as an act of anti-Nazi solidarity. Fuck. Jesus. Sorry for the black folks. Of course. Uh, I had no, I had no uh, attachments to anybody with the last name Roth. <laughs> but that's where I got the idea that uh, it was a dude named Roth who wasn't actually Jewish. That's I got yeah. that confused. Uh, Slipstream says I roll floor mats for a living and make decent money. Are you talking about Slipstream? Are you talking about uh, like um, mats for gyms? <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. Shit, I need to go get a drink. Are you talking about like uh, the rubber mats for like gyms and shit like that? Because that's actually a pretty decent. Uh... I guess is that a trade? I guess that's kind of a uh, trade, right? Like tile, I consider tile guy. I consider tile a trade. So and and there there is a method to doing that. I know because yep. my company wired a huge fucking gym. Uh, one second, Jesus. My company yeah, wired a huge gym. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, uh, I was just going to say, guys that lay rubber flooring there, yeah, it's super specific. Yeah, because just... when we were wiring this gym, uh, there was some discrepancy with uh, time with the floor guys. And the guys who they had originally contracted to do it told them they wouldn't do it because there wasn't enough time before like the machines were supposed to show up, right? And they were going to start putting shit on the floor. They refused. They're like, no, that's not enough time. We're not doing that. And so they found another company from out of town and brought this company. And they're like, fuck, yeah, we'll do it. And they fucking done it. And now when you go in that gym, all like with, I'd say, a good 16 inches from all the edges, it starts warping up, right? It's all coming like it's, it's, it's warping up, right? Like the adhesive didn't set right. So like where all the seams are, it's coming to like a, it's like, Coming to a point, right? Like a wave or a pyramid-ish, right? Like, you know what I mean? Does that make sense, like, what I'm saying? It's all, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. warping up. Because they, didn't do it, because they didn't do it right, and they didn't let it set long enough before they started putting weight on it, and I guess it fucked it all up. So, yeah, there is, like, a method to that shit, <clears throat> like tile and, like, anything else. So, I would consider that somewhat of a uh, Yeah, these guys probably, is, it's, like, because it's adjacent to the fitness industry and there's no regulation, they definitely, like, like don't have, like, a trade, like, you know, like, me or you, or it's like a union or whatever, but yeah, they, um, they, they, these guys usually work for the distributors, so or the or the um, the wholesalers, so they'll sell it to like a guy who owns a gym, right? And like a new somebody's setting up a gym, but they'll but they'll purchase it usually from somebody else. So there's like a middleman, uh, because the manufacturers don't usually sell it direct unless it's a big enough company, right? So then the guys that work for the dish for the the wholesaler i don't know whatever the guys that say like that you're the, the gym would purchase it from that would would also be the guys that do the installation so they sell the products and they install the floors usually so like an hourly wage like a wagey yeah yeah, yeah. this slip streams oh you're talking about, okay you're just talking about mats <laughs> like <Yeah>. doormat <laughs> like rubber gym floors no 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 slipstream he's just talking about like Fucking like welcome mat, like big ass commercial welcome mats. I guess at like McDonald's, Walmart, and shit like that. Oh Damn, yeah, yeah. How does that yeah. work? What do you get? What do you get like money per mat? 
Yeah, they get contracts like uniform companies. Like a certain company will have like a contract for like the bathrooms. They'll do the uh, that's around here. That's how I just say they'll do the bathrooms. They'll do like the fucking you know all the all the toilet paper things in the bathroom. They'll do the 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 mats in the front. They'll do uh, the and often uniforms at the same all at the same time. That's the few companies up here do that. Oh, yeah. Pagan Bear, thank you very much, brother. He says, White Separatist Bear, check out my new channel. All right, that's your new shit. All right, well, I'll go over there. Give it a follow. There we go. All right. Yeah, I got you in there. Uh, Where are we at now? Yeah, that's that's crazy, Slipstream. I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, They, they pay people to just go roll out the mats and shit. <laughs> Why don't they pay their fucking... Ain't that what they pay their employees for? I'm not shitting on you. Hey, bro, get your fucking money. I'm not shitting on your husband. I'm just saying that's weird. I wouldn't do that shit. If I owned a company, you got me yeah. fucked up from paying some rando... I'll, I'll get the mats myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? They bring, usually with fucking, the, they bring the mats in. They, like, leave them for a while, you know, like, two weeks yeah. or whatever. They pick them back up, clean them, yeah, and then bring yeah. them back. Pick them over and over, cycle them in and out, you know? Yeah, I'm with it. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. No, I just have my employees out there power washing them motherfuckers. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, I ain't paying you fucking nine fifty for nothing, motherfucker. Get out there and power wash that goddamn. <laughs> Welcome, Matt. Especially if they're an adult. If there was an adult working in my fast food establishment, if I would say like I had the money to um, open a fast food franchise, right? I never would because that shit's poison. But we're talking hypothetically here, right? If I was to open an, uh, an establishment like that and there were adults working there, like, I mean, not, I mean, like, that, that, like, you know, the kind of people I'm talking about, not like somebody who, like, has to pick it up for a second job or something like that, but, like, guys who, like, this is their main job, right? And they're, like, yeah. all fucked up on drugs or they're drunks. You know what I mean? They're just, their clothes are disheveled and dirty. You know, I mean, those kind of people, I would, I would make them constantly just wash rugs with a power washer. <laughs> that would yeah. be their job. Like, you fucking motherfucker get your shit together that's one of the most fucking crazy things in the world to me like I, I don't know maybe i'm just a nigger but like i think if that's where i was at in my life i would become like a bank robber <laughs> if i was in a place in my life where all i could fucking do was work at fucking walm or like mcdonald's at the age of 38 i would seriously start considering robbing banks <laughs> It's not, it's not unreasonable, man. <laughs> uh, hey, gents, mind if I cut in? Hey, Nikkei, what's up, brother? How are you? <laughs> Holy shit. I was, uh, I've been waiting for a good 12 minutes for, for me to jump in here, but um, you guys keep going so well that I can't even interrupt you properly. <laughs> how the hell have you been, brother? I've been good, sir. How, how are y'all? I'm great, man. I'm great. Good to talk to you, man. Yeah, it's nice to be on with you, man. I've never been on the air with you before, Nikkei. It's a pleasure, buddy. I, I haven't been on the air with you too, sir. It's uh, good to talk to you. Yeah, uh, it's I'm I'm just impressed that you two've got the uh, uh, the chemistry to keep a conversation going for so long, based on like a you know one comment from. Um, from a listener that uh, <laughs> I don't even have a good time to jump in and interrupt you. <laughs> yeah, we've been going this whole time and ain't even got to the, the story. I'm glad you're here for this. I think you'll get a kick out of the little story we got here. But yeah, I was just, oh, yeah. oh, you heard me explaining how I would become a bank robber. I guess you was there listening. <laughs> yeah, no, I heard that. I heard that. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. 
man. Here's a little bit of, um, well, now I'll, I'll dox my location if I tell this story. Anyways, look, I won't tell the story, but look into the, uh, what's called the stopwatch gang. They were, they were, that's an interesting story. Um, and uh, they were some of the most prolific bank robbers in America. I, I think uh, the Point Break bank robbers were, were, were uh, like, after them. The Dead Presidents. That's a good show. Yeah. We should yeah, watch that for a movie night. We should watch Point Break, dude. Point Break's my fucking one of my fucking favorite movies of all time, I bro. John, love that. That yeah. fucking, I wanted to be a fed when I was a kid because of Johnny Utah. <laughs> you heard it here, you guys. Aquila's a fucking fed. Oh, fed worshiping Aquila. <laughs> well, I'd also like to uh, make the point here that he's like, you know, he's worried about, um, you know, bringing up a certain topic because it might, you know, reveal where he's from, but. My friend, your your accent's too thick, and it gives gives away quite a lot. I can I know exactly where you're from just by listening to you talk. You can narrow it down to region pretty fuck quick, can't you? <laughs> I, I'll admit, I don't I don't think there's a person on this uh, world who uh, who can't do that. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. But you know, like I I, I tend to I tend to dox myself. I, t- I tend to like not care and just say whatever. So I I, I gotta be careful. I'm, I'm well, you up. know what? You got friends across this continent who got your back in case anything happens. So, well, God no worries, bless. brother. That's that's true. Canada's all fucked up right now, so you gotta be. I gotta be careful what I say. You know, man. But yeah, no, I do have friends everywhere, bro. It's amazing. It's it's like I was just thinking about that this weekend, man. Like, God bless our network. God bless our people. It's just absolutely amazing to know, like how far the reach is and like how many awesome people are out there all over the world, but Australia, Europe, all through the States. I think I got people in every single state in the States. Exactly. You know, uh, one thing that really gets the point across to my family when I talk about the network that I have, uh, just from our guys in this thing, uh, I tell them I got at least two different people in every single state that would let me stay at their place at a moment's notice. Like if I needed to just get away for for some reason or another, and I, you know, found myself in some far flung corner of this country, I'd have a place to stay that night, no questions asked. And uh, yeah. that's not something you can say for just every single uh, network out there. Like a lot of people try to sell you on this idea that, oh, you know, you in college, you join this fraternity, you have a you have a brotherhood for life. That's not necessarily true. I mean, these people might not have your back, uh, you know, a year or two from now because they've just moved on with their life. And and this thing, I don't care how long it is uh, from now, like people will still have my back. And and that's a fact. And it it can be true for any one of us. And and it's not transactional, right? Those those fraternities and things like that. Those friendships are transactional. They're not true friendships. They're partnerships, right? That's a difference. You're right. You're you know goddamn what I mean? right. Those so, are partnerships. They expect quid pro quo. Exactly. And I've got people who won't ask a dime from me. No. They'd exactly. be they'd be happy to like give me everything just to you know just you know for the uh, honor of doing me a favor. And I do the exact same for them. 100%. I don't care who you are. If you're in our thing, I will give you everything I have. The clothes off my back. A hundred percent, man. And that's what, and, and not a lot of people in the world can say that, like even outside of, of dissident politics, like in the world period, not a lot of people in the world can say that, you know what I mean? If at any time, you know, my family fell on hard times or anything like that, 
we're going to be okay, right? And, and likewise, for anybody else who, who's in our thing, you know what I mean? We're going to make sure they're okay. And it's beautiful, man. It's really, really, really beautiful. It, it's, it's crazy to see, right? It's crazy to see. Yeah, and there's a certain yeah. amount of criteria, obviously. We all know, right? You know, you sort of have to be a certain level of decent decent human being or or at least trying to move yourself in that direction and self-aware, you know? So um, I think it's really amazing also that, um, and it's important to say that people from the outside, if you meet the criteria and you could demonstrate that you're of value and your beliefs are in line and different things, you could benefit from the same network. And it's, it's like... To me, it's the thing that's going to grow into the lodge systems that we used to have. It's already doing that and uh, setting the foundation for something in the future. So um, you have that archaeofuturism sort of overlay there. Very important. Um, I love what is going on right now. It's all very white pilling. Yeah. No, if you're if you're listening to this and you're not vetted, get vetted. Yeah. And uh, once you're in a group, man, you are set like that is a a pathway to network connections you never had before. And that you don't know when it will be of value. I like if you have somebody who can vouch for you in this thing, that's, that's invaluable. Invaluable. And I, I actually have a, I actually have a personal story about that. I actually have two pr- stories that are pretty close to me. Uh, one I've told about uh, Patriot front changing this, youngster i knew into like a totally different person it was amazing to watch but here recently there's a a buddy of mine he's been a a friend of the show forever uh i don't want to say i don't want to say his name or anything because it's just up to him if he wants to if he's listening and wants to say yeah it was me whatever anyway he'd been going through some really rough times like uh really hard times with his wife and they just had a new baby and things were not going well for him like every time you know, I heard from him, you know what I mean? He was just needing to talk to somebody, you know what I mean? And uh, here recently, he's gone through the vetting process, and he jumped into the chat the other day. Akila, you saw this, and it was the first time I'd seen that guy that happy in the better part of six months or, or better. Uh, he was yeah. fucking stoked. He was like, dude, I just hung out with Tony Hovader and Warren Balo. You know, he's getting vetted and all that stuff, and he got to go and meet up with those guys. Oh, and hell yeah. he was fucking stoked. And I told him in there, I told him, I was like, now you're going to see, bro. Like, I'm glad. I'm, I told him, I was like, I'm so glad you this happened for you, bro, because now you're going to see what we've been talking about. You're going to see what's happening here. And it's way bigger and, and way more special than you realize like mm-hmm. until, you, until you're actually in it. There, there's something really cool going on here, man. There really is. And I, I really highly suggest you guys get yourself vetted. You know, yeah. the, the first thing that leaves you is the uh, feeling of being starstruck. You know, when, when you meet people you've listened to online, you know, because they have a platform and, and they've got a voice like that goes immediately. It, it goes from like star fan to friend friend relationship. Yeah. Right. We all become comrades the moment we meet each other. It's crazy. And it's like, you know, uh, like chain one, reaction. Of my, one of my closest friends here is uh, is uh, Michael McKevitt, Potato Smasher. I mean, Such he's a kind dude. He's a really he's kind guy. He's the man. nicest person he you really will, is, you'll dude. meet, and he will be your friend like the moment you speak to him. 
uh, it, it doesn't and matter can, who you are. Like, there's no like too. sense of elitism and superiority. Like, we are all in this together, and everyone appreciates the role that we all play in being a part of this thing. Yeah, no, like Chain Reaction says, she says, fucking get to hang out with Warren. Damn, like, yeah, dude, these guys, that is one of the biggest things that really uh, made me proud to be a part of this was the, was the warmth and uh, openness and approachability of these guys. They're not like assholes that are unapproachable, right? Like, yeah, Warren's going to fucking hang out with you if you see him. You know what I mean? I stood there and talked to the guy for like 20 minutes about fucking outsiders because I told him <laughs> I, yeah, I grew up in Tulsa. You know what I mean? And then after he got off the stage for his speech, I sat there and, and shot the shit with him for another minute after he got done with it. I mean, like, yeah, like, you're going to hang out with Mike. You're going to hang out with fucking Sven. You're going to hang out with those guys when you become a part of this. If you're in their area, right? It just depends on what area you're in, right? Uh, or the if you go. The thing is that, like, technically, uh, out of everybody that I've, uh, you know, found content from, uh, Warren's wife, Emily, was the, the first content I ever was exposed to out of, you know, when you talk about the. Uh, People connected to the NJP, Warren's wife. Uh, Was that Alfred? Yeah, yeah, Alfred Mm -hmm. Alfer. I remember watching those uh, flash uh, flash cartoons on the internet when I was in like middle school, dude. Uh, So the first time I I, go ahead. I I was just gonna say, like it, like bringing things full circle in my life in terms of like content that I, you know watched on the internet like it turns out everyone behind it's just normal people that are like you know really cool yeah like solid normal normal people yeah the first time i came across emily because it was fucking hilarious uh she was on gavin mckinnis's show pressing his ass <laughs> she was oh, giving I remember it, that. she was remember fucking that laying clip. it together she was all fucking pressing him to say the 14 words and shit and he was like american children or some weird shit and like she's said, like oh you he, fag. he said western instead western, of western yeah there it was yeah yeah western yeah <laughs> and emily's just like yeah. no no it's white it's <laughs> fucking so that's, good dude. That's i know he regretted that blasphemous to me well that's the just gavin he's a pussy yeah, fuck. Gavin has no balls. Uh, Beefy, thank you very much, brother. He says, hey, John, great show. Here's a question. Thank you. He says, here's a question for you tonight. What is your reaction and what is your process for staying in control of your actions when you see some blue nigger grum throwing trash outside like he's proud? <laughs> uh, oh, man. Don't. You mean like littering? <laughs> Don't. Don't stay in control of your actions. Go deal with that motherfucker. Yeah, uh... Yeah, littering fucking drives me up the fucking wall. Um, I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, you know, you could lash out and go do some crazy shit. But, I mean, most of the time that would be involved, like, involved, like chasing them down the fucking road in your car and doing all kinds of crazy shit. And, yeah. Oh, was it, it was yeah. in the car? If I don't know. I'm it, imagining. It, like, yeah, if you're outside and, and fucking you see, like, and you're like, uh, they're walking out of a fucking Walmart and you're walking in and they throw their fucking wrapper on the ground. Yeah, I say, hey, dude, what the fuck was that? You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Like, hey, well, I mean, but here's the deal. If you're going to do that, be ready to be in a battle for your life. Mm-hmm. Right? Straight up. That's, that's, that's the thing right there, Beefy. Um, it all depends on your personality, right? Are you ready to fight for your life over that piece of trash? If so, say something. If not, then just like, because that's the thing with niggers, man. 
You know, a nigger will turn a very simple situation into a fucking life or death struggle. Like a, a yep. full on wanna, fucking life or death battle. So You wanna see yeah. some unexpected uh Fed posting. You should uh listen to my mom as soon as she sees a nigger litter on the street. Like she will go off on that instance notice. <laughs> It's gross, man. It's one of the... I think all people who fucking litter... Who, people who will just throw things out of their car or throw things on the ground, I mean, I think they should be legally executed. Like, that should be a punishment by the law, right? Or Damn, at least their hands cut that's off. That's harsher than Singapore, bro. Singapore, I mean, well, yeah. come on. Like, that's like this is like what Great Ape Niggy says. Have you heard Great Ape Niggy talk about the people who won't push their, their shopping cart back? It's the same kind yeah, of yeah, people. Yeah. These are just the, the scum of the fucking earth. They're the most selfish <laughs> assholes in the fucking world. Anybody who will just crumple up trash and throw it on the fucking ground, that's a piece of shit. They will, they'll stab you in the back. They'll steal from I mean, that's just a, a rotten person. That's a rotten fucking person. They have no conscience. They have no morals. And they, and they should at least, at the very least, be locked away for an extremely long amount of time. 20 years. All right, you years. heard it here first, folks. It's 20 gross years for littering. It's yes, it's gross. I and would, I would give if I ran things, I would give more time for littering than I would for like shoplifting. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I do like yeah. the Singaporean model. They just cane you. <laughs> yeah, yes, I am all for. Uh, I'm all for yes to drag your ass out in public and beat your ass with a long yeah. bamboo stick. <laughs> I'm heavily procaining. Yeah, absolutely. Canings. You oh, need this, man. bro. Yeah, Every little I, town you have has a town square with a little monument in it. It's perfect the, for a caning. That's the only non-white allowed in the ethno state is a little Asian man in a karate outfit to yeah. cane the fuck out of people. With it. Exactly. Who said we can't learn from minorities, man? Caning is something white people haven't invented yet. <laughs> hey, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but... Singapore has like an extremely low crime rate, does it not? Yeah. Oh, don't people don't mess around in Singapore because, like, uh, I mean, as was proven in the 2000s, your international status won't protect you from, from corporal punishment. Yeah, they'll whoop your fucking ass, boy. Like, they don't care what your passport says. You will get your ass beat if you break the law. It's like North Korea in terms <laughs> of how seriously they take themselves. They yeah, are really. a serious country, and they expect you to treat them the same way. And didn't they? Isn't that what they whipped that American kid for? Was uh, like spray painting on a car or some shit? Yeah, no, he, he was like spray painted a headlight, and they beat his ass in public. <laughs> and there was not a goddamn thing the U.S. consulate uh, could do about it. I'm just saying, if white people could unlock their inner Sri Lankan and their inner Singaporean, we might get somewhere, mm -hmm. huh? Start dragging the rich into the street <laughs> and, can and caning fucking criminals in the, <laughs> in the town square. I'm Can fucking liking where we're getting here. This is my kind of society here, guys. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Moon Man, thank you very much. He said, if you hang out with Striker, he might try to buy your kid a steak. <laughs> Great crew all around. Hell Fastcroft, Hell Aquila, Hell Nikkei. Thank you very much, brother. Yeah, God forbid him try to fucking, you know, what a, what a bastard try to buy your kid a steak. What, a, what an ass move. I couldn't believe Anybody, that shit. Do you guys know so who runs a Telegram page called Typhus, Tavistock, uh, some shit? No, sir. Whoa. 
No, anyways, he's fucking clowning on Striker today, and I fucking tore him up. So I'm going to give another little telegram from today's story. Somebody posted a fucking, this was pretty funny. They posted a, a poll saying who would win in in fights, and they put, like, a bunch of, like, you know, e-slabs or, like, you know, some NGP people or whatever it was, and then they put, like, you know, all the groups who would win the group fights. So I, I, I was I was grumpy and thinking I was funny today, and I, I called a bunch of people pussies and stuff. I, I said nice. it would obviously be me because I'm jacked, but you pussies don't fucking mm-hmm. bet. Me. So it's like, you know. <laughs> but so I was just fucking around, you guys. I was just fucking trolling. I love you. I saw that fucking lunatic fucking Jason Kessler. Somebody had shared a video of Jason Kessler talking about fighting like Alex Jones and Mikey you know, and Mike and shit. He was like, oh, definitely. <laughs> like, you ain't Jason Kessler. You couldn't kick the shit out of a dirty diaper, bro. We saw you run, motherfucker. We all saw you run at Charlottesville. We ain't forgot, you fucking faggot. Huh? You ain't whooping shit. <laughs> you guys bitch that dude. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I, I saw Kessler recently. I'd, I'd be careful there, man. Kessler's uh, Kessler's been working out. Well, I mean, he is schizophrenic, so I mean, he's got that going for him, right? <laughs> he's like, did he admit to being like schizo or some shit like that? <laughs> I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see that. Uh, when it comes to uh, to group fighting, though, let me tell you, Patriot Fronts probably got the uh, the the W on that one. Well, I mean. Uh, would you- all the numbers, but what I think is you should choose a champion. Each group chooses a champion. If that happens, well, NSC's got 88, and my boy is fucking large. Uh, Patriot Front's whole purpose is uh, it's not just one of them. It's all of them at once. Yeah. And they yeah. are a flood, and they will flood you. you and, they go got, to- hey, and, 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 and bro, there are some giant motherfuckers in Patriot Front, too. They really I, are. I, don't I, I have no yeah. doubt. I don't know exactly how big power is. Uh, I know he's a big motherfucker, but there's some fucking retardedly big people in PF too, like retarded. Oh big. yeah, let me tell you. I, I don't know. I, I was saying <laughs> my take was that my take was that my guy Radical Rising, who's in PF, he he would like it, it, it would be he him championing, and he would be like uh, Achilles, you know, from 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 the movie Troy, and then fucking um, our boy eighty eight was like the was like the big Jack dude. So it could go either way there, except for Achilles. If 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 eighty eight went down, it would be in that way, because that's like that, Achilles. Uh, Achilles, fucking eighty eight's almost as jacked as that guy. Eighty eight's fucking huge, one. Dissident thought said they should be branded. Yeah, thank you very much for the 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 donation there. Yes, I mean branded on top of other punishments, right? Because that's not enough, and like branded on the face. Right, branded on the face with a trash can. <laughs> right, you get like a little metal trash can brand, and you brand them right on the fucking cheek with that trash can as, as they get out from their twenty-year sentence. <laughs> <laughs> fucking oh, littering, dude. That's just like the most scumbag thing you can do. Uh, BP, BP, thank you very much. He says, "Yeah, I only asked because driving today, I saw some spook throw a cigarette, throw cigarette trash, the cellophane, aluminum wrapper, plastic." And I had the urge to redact. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, bro. Uh, it's just not. Yeah, because that's what you'd yeah. have had to do. That's what you'd have had to do. In, in, the green, in a- the green choice is uh, unfiltered lucky strikes. That's biodegradable. You never have to worry about the butt you discard because it's always going to go back into the earth. How about yeah. it? Yeah, just breaks apart. That's it. 
It's like fruit. Like you can you can throw orange peels and shit on the ground, right? There ain't nothing wrong with that. Oh yeah, no, I throw uh, like fruit peels and like uh, peanut shells into my garden because it's just going to be fertilizer. Hey, when day goes and bang, thank you very much. He says haven't been able to catch your streams lately. Keep up the hard work, brother. Hell, hell to you, brother. Thank you very much, bro. I appreciate it. Thank you for being here. Uh oh, shit, Hank. Jesus, thank you very much. He says. How much time is expected of you after joining NJP? I want to vet and join, but work a lot. Uh, there's, there's no. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, Nikkei, but there's no like. You just have to be present, right? You don't have to be at like yeah, every no. event. You so don't have to. Yeah. Let me let go me ahead. explain yeah, the difference off. here. Uh, you can go to NJP meetings and not be officially a part of the NJP. Uh, that, that's not a thing. Um, there is the NJP core, which is all of the, uh, named, uh, committee members. And then there's the volunteer core. The volunteer core is a, uh, you know, I believe a, on a statewide basis, uh, a group of men who are, you know, committed to the group and are willing to, uh, you know, give up their time and effort to be a part of uh, different actions that the group uh, facilitates. But, you know, I I've gone to every single NJP meeting there's been, and I haven't had to, like, you know, volunteer my time because I'm, I'm not uh, a part of the Central Committee or a, a part of the Volunteer Corps. You know, it does, it's not to say that... Uh, it's not important that I attend. Like we want people to attend the meetings. Um, and that's, you know, there's a lot of value put to that. Uh, if you have the time and you can commit, then I would in, uh, encourage you becoming part of the volunteer corps, but that's not required. Yeah. I would say, bro, the best route I think personally is to get vetted for your local pool party, get to know those guys. They'll get to know you, get comfortable with one another, and then once they, everybody gets to know you there, you'll get invited and you'll be able to get on the list to come to an NJP and just uh, work it from there, bro. You know, and if you exactly. got the time, if you have the time to go further with it, by all means, it would be great to see you out there helping those guys out, man. That would be amazing. But uh, yeah, you you're not expect. There's not like a a quota of of hours served or anything that you have to have, brother. It's not like that, man. Uh, no, Chamber Huh? I'm sorry? Just nice to see, man. Nice to see guys with the interest, and it's nice to see that growth, man. It's awesome. Yeah, no, it really is, and, and that's the crazy thing. Like, guys, you gotta be patient. I mean, it even took a long time for me to get vetted, man. It's just, there's so much. There's so many people coming through that, like, it's hard to get to, like, every week. Every week, every week, there's more people coming through wanting to get vetted, more emails. So just be patient, man. They're, they're not ignoring you. It's just overload, right? It's like uh, too much to process at one time kind of a deal. Uh, and just Chain in Rick. case – oh, no, go ahead. real quick. Go ahead. And just in case anyone thinks like vetting is just a formality, it, it isn't. Um. Uh, just this week, I heard a, a story of like somebody who failed vetting, and it turns out like, yeah, as a matter of fact, they are involved in some really insane shit. Like it's a real process, and it 
actually has like valid consequences. Like we are filtering for people who are sane, healthy people, right? Yeah. Uh, vetting matters, and the you if you understand that you can respect the process involved because it like it saves us a lot of headaches from like actual like there are fucking insane people out there there are yes um very and very much so vetting excludes like this the nut jobs from ruining what we've built and that's very important man because like and he, he's right and here's another thing like uh, they do. People do get turned down. I have, I have myself heard of people being turned down. One hundred percent, they do get turned down, because, like, not only is it like, it's one of those things where like the the people vetting you have the safety of all of the other got legit members of that group in their hands, right? If they allow some nut job through and he fucks things up for everybody, he is now put the risk of you know we have a fairly big pool party, twenty five plus people, right? And their wives and kids. He's put all of them in danger now. So it's very rigorous, and, and, and it is, but it has to be. And you'll understand why once you get through it all. Uh, where are we at? Uh, real quick, I want to say Skip of the Flipper says Bank Robbie's pretty anti-Semitic. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, Chain Reaction says Stop it fast. We're all the same in other cultures and shit in the streets. Yeah. Fuck around. Uh... Yeah, dissident thoughts. It's it's a it's a good thing to see, man. It really is. He's like glad to see MB NJP going from strength to strength. Yeah, and like Nikkei was saying, it, the quality of people involved in it is is really it's 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 awesome to see, man. Uh, so Lady Mjolnir, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, Nikkei. Once again, <clears throat> um, there is a way for women to get vetted. Correct. Yeah, no, I I know women who've been uh, yeah, it's vetted not, um, it's through a different thing. Do they still contact PP inquiries, or is there another thing for them to contact? Uh, I would I would contact the same the same okay. email. They will uh, the whole process will forward you to the uh, specific person in your area. Um, you know, uh, I will give the caveat that not all uh, people will. Uh, you know, give you the same outcomes. It just depends, you know, because we have different leaders in different areas, you're going to have different personalities. Um, and so, you know, what one person says might not be what the other says. What really matters is what the person, the leader in your area, uh, thinks of you. And, uh, you know, I, I still encourage you to reach out. Um, and, uh, you know, at least, uh, try that process. I like how it's regional in that way. So, um, you know, decentralized and regional. This is, this is crucial to structure, so smart. Yeah. All right. Where are we at now? Where are we at now? Uh, thank you very much, Hank. I appreciate it. He says, thanks for the info, guys. I have some time, just not every week or anything like that. Yeah, dude. <clears throat> I think you'll be just fine. I think you should should uh, holler, at the guy, holler at him and, and try to get that ball rolling. I think you'll be just fine. There's there's no demand to be put on you. Uh, Lady Mjolnir, if you get a uh, hold of me, my uh, Twitter has been banned. Uh, so I have to find some workaround to start a new 
Twitter. I'm going to think of some goofy name and do a thing. But uh, if you can get can a hold of me. Can they DM you on post? Yeah, you can, DM, you can DM me on post or Telegram, either one of those, and uh, I'll hook you up with the, the correct email and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, uh, dissident thoughts, quality over quantity. And, and, like, also, I know personally in our local, like Nikkei said, this is also a regional, like, this is a pool party to pool party thing, I guess. Like, if you get turned down... Like, it's not, like, you're not banned forever, right? You can come back after you have taken care of whatever issue you might have, you know what I mean? And and, and try again, right? So, uh, yeah. But uh, we're going to go to break real quick, guys. I got to go grab something to drink. And on the other side of the break, we're going to talk about this fake twang. We're going to talk about how niggers think they made country music. Uh, thank you all very, very much for being here. I really appreciate you guys. We're going to go to break, and we will be right back.
say about Alec Berg is, regardless of who did it, very much for hanging out through the break. I hope y'all enjoyed it. A little fashion, a little William Luther Pierce. Uh, I don't know who it was made that video that we played there at the uh, break, but I liked it, so we watched it. <laughs> I hope y'all enjoyed it, man. Uh, Brother Akila, Mr. Nikkei, we got you guys back? Yeah. All right, yes, right sir. On, right on, right on. So now, on the other half of this show, on the second half here, we are actually going to talk about this. Because like I said before, <clears throat> right when we was going to get started, this is actually an old article uh, I found. I think Larry actually is how I found it. Larry was going to talk about it one time, but he never did. So I'm taking it. <laughs> this is like months ago. Uh, it's from March of 2020, but it's something you've heard like a million fucking times. How apparently white people stole like everything including country music from niggers. Uh, it's called Fake Twang, How White Conservatism Stole Country Music. Uh, here, let me share the screen so you guys can keep up with what I got going on here. I'm not going to share the sound so it won't echo. We're good, right? No echo? No echo. Y'all can see the screen? Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> right on. Let's rock and roll. So, uh... If country music is really from the country, as in rural spaces, anywhere between Portland, Oregon, and Portland, Maine, why does nearly every country performer, living or dead, sing it with a southern accent, regardless of where they came from? Since we were having a yeehaw moment... And here's... Hold on a second. Before, already, I, I have to stop here, because people confuse a rural accent with a southern accent uh, rural people from California to the Appalachians have their own unique rural accent that Yankees and city faggots confuse with a southern accent. Uh, 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 a rural white person's accent in Appalachia is not the same as a rural white person's accent in Florida or Alabama or Louisiana. They have no idea what the difference is. They don't. They just say, oh, they all talk like they're from the South. No, those are just country accents, you stupid fucking kike. It's like, you sound like you're from uh, Trump country. Yeah, flyover country. <laughs> <laughs> That's what oh. they think. They yeah. lump them all together. Yeah. Uh, since we're having a yeehaw moment as a nation, thanks to Ken Burns' documentary, Country Music, let's dig into this question. Because the answer might change how we think about country music, where it comes from, and who, so to speak, owns it. The Southern. If you're accent, having a, the yeehaw moment from the Ken Burns documentary, you're a fag. For kill yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if Ken Burns gave you your fucking yeehaw moment, you got bigger fucking problems than country music, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, who, who exactly is this we, since we are having this year-old moment? No, that's uh, the you. That's you people. Yeah. Yeah, you exactly are having a yee moment. Uh, There's just a... 
like people that listen to PBS, you know, like like a brutal, like libtard. You know. Welcome back to NPR. We're having a yeehaw moment. Look, <laughs> and they even proved my fucking point right here. Listen, and right after that, right after what I just said, listen, the Southern accent itself has puzzling, has puzzlingly, excuse me, excuse me, puzzlingly taking on a second life as the voice of universal rurality. No, you have given it. You have hoisted it upon. uh, You have generalized it. Yes, thank you. Thank you. That's that's exactly what I was looking for, Nikkei. Yes, you have generalized it into into a voice of universal rurality. White people, especially people who grew up around ruralites, know the difference between these accents. You don't because you're Jewish or a nigger one way or the other. You think that uh, uh, somebody, uh, a farmer in rural Delaware, speaks the same way as a cattle rancher in Arizona? Get out of here. <laughs> exactly. But they will both have their own unique rural accent, right? That will not be the urbanite uh, metropolitan dialect, right? It and will be different. And these people literally can't tell the difference. Like, for instance, yes, they can't. Exactly. They can't. For instance, uh, like, they don't, like, there are no, like, they don't call... Like, there are no hollers like in Alabama, right? A holler is a thing that Appalachians say, right? Like Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, does that make sense, what I'm saying? Like, I mean, that might be a shitty example, but I think I'm getting the point across, right? Like, you know, this, this actually uh, reminds me of the, the point about, like, conservatives can explain to you what liberals believe, but liberals can't tell you what conservatives believe. Uh, rural people can tell you the difference between a Boston, New York, Chicago accent uh urbanites can't tell any rural accent apart from the other 100 percent, 100 percent, 100 fucking percent uh why it says rurality clung on longer in the south than any other place because of poverty or maybe that's because that's what the fuck that's the way the south always wanted to live the south always wanted to be an agrarian rural state you fucking yanks fucking shoved your disgusting Jewish metropolitan way of life down their fucking throat. You literally started a whole fucking war over it, huh? Had to reconstruct the South to be more like your fucking disgusting shithole you had up North. Uh, poverty was the result of the end of the evils of slavery. <laughs> you like that? Poverty uh, was no, the result of the like evils of slavery. You know what? A- if we didn't have any slavery, those niggers would have stayed in Africa and we would have had white people working on those farms. And this country would have been entirely white if we didn't have that evil of slavery. So you know what? Yeah, I would have preferred it. I would have preferred white people been paid to do those jobs instead of slaves to do it for free. And we would have had an all-white country in 2022. How do you like that? Slavery was 100% more of a detriment to white people than it ever was to any nigger. 100%. It was a net positive for niggers and an absolute detriment to white people. 100%. Yeah, net, net negative. Absolutely. There's, these guys had control of sugar, cane, sugar industry, control of cotton, gin, and heavily invested in that. Owned ships, heavily invested in the slave trade in and of itself. Uh, the barber uh, slave trade and, and, the, and the Muslim slave trade. So, you know, this is, this, this is their fucking bullshit visited upon us bottom line like that 400 years ago it's like that now dewitt has a fucking solid point right here the american slave trade 
could very well end up being the catalyst to fucking wipe out the white race on Earth should things go bad, right, all the way bad. I don't believe that will happen, but I'm just saying, like, in an alternate timeline, it absolutely could be 100%. At worst, that's what will happen. At yeah, very at worst. worst. Yeah. Wakanda forever. Uh, so here we go. Uh, yeah, so they say that the, the poverty is the result of the evils of slavery. Yeah, it couldn't possibly be the result of the fucking North decimating the South and completely leveling it, right? Couldn't possibly be a result of that. Because it's because they made niggers do work. Darn. <clears throat> uh, yeah. For, for a better, I mean, it, Jesus Christ, for a better fucking lifestyle than they ever could have achieved in their own shithole. I mean, like, it goes without saying, but Jesus Christ, man. <sighs> okay, the destruction of, to- okay, evils of poverty, the destruction of total war, and the ensuing era, the ensuing era of brutal white supremacy, <clears throat> excuse me, and economic strife. The destitution of the former Confederacy served to preserve the use of the instruments and melodies that were common in every corner of this country until the tide of industrialization swept over these older music forms almost everywhere else, inadvertently isolating and enshrining the haunting songs of yesteryear in Old Dixie. The forgotten corners of the Southeast harbored people singing and playing songs from distant centuries and even more distant continents. The seemingly incongruent traditions of Gaelic Europe, Native America, West Africa, Hawaii, Latin America, French Canada collided to create a kaleidoscope of vernacular of music forms that coalesced into what we know today as blues, jazz, ragtime, Cajun, Zydeco, bluegrass, and yes, country. Bull fucking shit. Here's the deal. Native Americans and Africans and Latin Americans would never have made the music that, that... that they're calling jazz, uh, what is this, uh, bluegrass country, that shit. I don't know what the fuck Zydeco is, but they Zydeco sure Zydeco fuck- is uh, a very Louisiana form of music. Well, see, okay, yeah, because it says, right on, because I, I seen Cajun there, so that was someone like, they sure as fuck wouldn't have ever created Cajun music. Cajun culture is a fucking thing all to its own, and that is very fucking white. Right. Uh, it's French, check- actually. I'm going to tell you some couple quick stories, if you'll, if you'll indulge me. So Please. on my mom's side and my dad's side, I'm just going to dog the fuck out of myself. It gives a shit. So uh, my, my mom's family is from a place called Fogo Island in Newfoundland. My family went there 350 years ago. It's an it's a island off the coast of Newfoundland. So this is extremely isolated in, in, the, in the North Atlantic, uh, you know, between like um, Newfoundland and I guess Iceland and Labrador. Um, and so uh, my grandpa played the fiddle when he came like to, 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 to Montreal, you know, he, he played the fiddle. He listened to Ricky, Ricky Skaggs, uh, Ricky Skaggs is well known for having gone back to Ireland and t- took in, taking up the fiddle and playing traditional Irish music. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a, um, there's a, uh, old article from the Irish times calling Fogo Island, the most Irish Island in the world and Ireland. Really? Yeah. Ireland being an island, right? So, so th- th- this is because it was untouched, totally kept, like you know, a, a fishing community, totally untouched from modernity. And my grandpa loved country music, like immediately identified with it because of what he played and heard. Akila, not to cut you off, but do you mean to tell me there was an uncontacted tribe of white people and they didn't eat every human that came in their sight? They weren't they weren't <laughs> vicious cannibals that just ate people alive. Yeah, some would argue that I'm inbred, but. 
you know, they have to get to know me. <laughs> I don't know uh, if they're uncontacted, but, uh, you know, they were so French, they became Irish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, so, so I'll tell the other side of the story is, so they were Irish, uh, by, like my mom's side of the family, purely Irish. My dad's side, mostly purely Irish as well, but they're from a place not very far from where Hammer is right now. Very, very rural. Uh, they lived out there for like, I don't know, a lot, long time, 200 years, something like that. Uh, but they're like, it's Acadia. So like Acadia is New Brunswick main area. So there's a lot of French around there. Uh, Acadia, uh, Acadians are French who went down and they, 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 they went like all the French spatterings that you see all the way down to Louisiana are all the French history. So there's a lot and it, it's kind of like, um, over overrun as well by like uh, a lot of the Anglo history, the Yankee, uh, history, uh, that was, put upon the southerners and all that um but cajuns play zydeco music that's where that's where zydeco music comes from is from acadian acadians that's where also the word cajun comes from cajun acadian right so it's because their accent yeah. that's how it sounded yeah so th- that's my people right so you have to understand like like these this is my people but I, I came from a different place in the world but i'm the same as them yeah it's that uh that wider uh catholic ethnic ethno group that settled the North American continent, you know, between the, the French and the Irish. Um, and I, I guess to some extent, I thought it was Puritans. No, well, not exclusively, Spanish. not exclusively. It just wasn't an element in Canada. Like a lot of the, the, a lot of the Irish first landed, a lot of the French first landed, and even a lot of the English first landed in, in Quebec and Montreal. Uh, and, and no, went across we landed Canada. on Plymouth rock. Yeah, but it's, so Quebec was older. Quebec <laughs> fuck was older. I'm just fucking around. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always get in this fight with you guys because what was the old? Was the other city in the states that 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 claims it's the oldest city? Some some city on the coast. Two brothers says it. But anyways, it's like around that same era. So very fucking old. You know what I mean? Fourteen ninety, not fourteen ninety two. Fuck, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not gonna throw dates, but whatever. It's old shit. Centuries at the. You know what we're talking about is centuries here. Like nobody tra- can say that you know their ancestor, like an ancestor they knew, was alive at that time. They can't. Nobody that old is is still alive. It's older than that. Yeah, right. dude. Speaking of of pilgrims and, and all that shit, early settlers. When we were up in uh, Pennsylvania, we were in a town called Bethlehem, and they had a fucking fountain thing that was built into like it was built out of stone and it was fucking badass and it had an inscription where i'm assuming when people would arrive to this town they would put their cup in this little hole and the spout came out and it filtered through these rocks and i'm assuming they had some sort of filtration system there and your cup would be filled up at the bottom of this hole and it said uh like it was carved into the rock like drink here oh pilgrim for ye are thirsty whatever the fuck i forget what exactly it said but it was really fucking cool because they had preserved this thing uh, from those times, right? When the settlers first got here, it was really fucking badass. Mm. I don't know if anybody's ever been to Bethlehem. Maybe they'll know what I'm talking about if anybody's listening from the Pennsylvania area. But it's really, really fucking cool. Anyways, let's get back to it. Yeah, so all of these, basically what, what we were getting at here is all of these were white music that niggers picked up on from being on white farms. Right, that's the only reason niggers ever played any of this music. They didn't invent any of it. 
they started playing it because they were workers on the farms where this shit was being played, and these and this is the music these people listen to. So they mocked it. They cargo culted it, just like they do every fucking thing else. They're experts at mimicry, right? And they have they do have musical ear. They can they can match tone, right? But like they can't they could never be Beethoven. You know, I was talking about Winton and Branford Marsalis before. These guys are are wizards of jazz music. They can't play classical music. They don't feel it. They don't understand what it is. Yeah, they it's about can't difference in cognition. Yeah, they, they cannot create music, right? Like a nigger's never going to write sheet music. A nigger's, nigger's never going to make up a, a, a new song from scratch on like a piano, right? Like this just isn't something that they do, right? They can play other songs, right? They can probably figure out how to, you know, Pavlovian, uh, you know, read the read sheet music in like a Pavlovian manner, but they'll never like understand musical theory and things like that, right? That's just not what the they way do. they say that we have no soul, you know, that we don't have rhythm, we don't have like that we can't feel it's their a music. Fucking lie. It's insane. It's a lie. It's a complete inversion. And the reality is that they are the ones again, like it's an, one of those inversions. They are the ones that don't feel the depth of what we feel and what we experience when we, when we listen to music or create music for them is a surface thing. And for us, it's, it's tied to our biology. We created it. I mean, and, and it's like fucking when you see like even a simple, even a simple dance, like a country two step, right. is <clears throat> far more poetic and beautiful to watch than a, like some nigger bitch twerking and like gyrating and jerking around in these weird gesticulations. You know what I mean? Like that's oh, not absolutely. That's not dancing. You know what I mean? They're just like jerking around. It's it's fucking absurd, right? To even yeah, call that dancing. Like, that. like and, and, and I'm saying even the the simplest, like just a simple two step, right? Just a simple two step is is far more poetic and beautiful to watch than a fucking. Nigger gyrating. Oh shit, gyrating around. Uh but here we're gonna go. We're gonna do a little uh we're gonna do a little side by side here. Okay, we're gonna do a side by side of a nigger playing because they say also here in this article that the banjo was created in Africa, right? It was an African instrument. Uh let me see oh, if I'm I can... so sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The banjo was also created and we stole the banjo. We stole the banjo from niggers, in case you didn't know that. Uh, so let's just see here. Let's let's look at a let's look at a nigger banjo. Here, I'm gonna turn on the sound for you guys real quick. Let me turn on the sound for these guys real quick, and then we're gonna look at a nigger banjo, and then we're gonna look at a white man banjo. And I, I want you guys to tell me who you think invented the fucking banjo. So here we go. Here's here's the Negro banjo, fam. This is what they say white men stole from the nigger. The Negro banjo. <laughs> this is the nigger banjo, guys. This is look never forget what we stole from them, fam. <laughs> never forget what we stole from the nigger and his amazing banjo, his amazing stringed instrument. Listen to listen to the beauty there. I mean what we're about to watch uh, pales in comparison to this. I want you to know that. I've got something for you to uh, to put to uh, look up in between. Uh, I want you to go look up um, uh, Tuvan throat singing. Uh, 
you know, in be- in between these these songs here, because uh, let's just look at what a what a comparable instrument uh, sounds like in between this uh, this African banjo and the American banjo. I think you'll find uh, a a missing link that's totally unconnected, uh, his like in terms of history, but uh, in terms of sound, you know, might have a a bridge between the two instruments. <laughs> uh, a tubon throat singing. I'll look it up right now. And here, uh, so well, let's go back and just get a, a quick look, real quick, at the African banjo. Here's the African banjo. This is what they say we stole. And here is the American banjo. The Negro banjo versus the white banjo. Who we got here? Uh, Piper, thank you very much. She says, the Jews figured out that if you feed blacks heroin, they will actually improve music very <laughs> very well. The few who could write sheet music would transcribe this and also outsource it. See Quincy Jones. This is why the heroin trade and jazz went hand in hand. Jews own the record labels and the drugs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I have no doubt that uh, a nigger can be taught how to, you know, uh, pirate white music, but they can't create it, right? right? Like a nigger would never, Quincy Jones or any of these other niggers would have never had the fucking first clue about structuring a melody without a white person, right? They would have never even thought to, like, structure a, a song in melodies and cadence and things like that. 
That's why you hear their fucking their music is all like it's like every one of them is the same fucking drum beat. Every nigger tribe in Africa dances to the same drum beat. Legit dances to the same drum beat and like the shitty fucking chanting and and ukin and ekin. Uh, so here we got this throat sing. <laughs> we got throat singing from uh, Mr. Nikkei. Let's see what this is. I actually might have a very funny story about this. Uh, let me see. Let me see here. This is if this if this is the same if this is the same as I think it is. I might have a very funny story about this. Yeah, no, this is one of the most popular songs. <laughs> he's gonna shit his pants. He looks like he's about to shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> What well, I really want to get to is the uh, the instrumental. Is this the, is this it on this song? Holy shit! This is like engine beatboxing. This is like this is like fucking prairie niggers beatboxing. Holy shit! I never knew. That the fucking wagon burners had a beatbox fucking uh, mechanism. Fuck no, around. Did, they came up with it all on their own, believe it or not. No nigger uh, <laughs> inventions uh, necessary. Oh, fuck uh, me. So this if is... If you look up... Okay, alright. I got a specific thing for you to look up. Back Tuva Future. Back Tuva Future? Yeah, that right. that was a particular album by a musician named Ondar. And uh, you know, he's got the real instrumentals included in his in his music. You see this guy's shirt with the sort of image that you have in your profile picture, Nike? Yeah, he's got on the Miandros on his uh, on his tunic. So <laughs> you're saying this guy's Greek? Uh yes, face. <laughs> Uh, Look, uh, if okay, you know, this looks I don't, like I don't care where, shit. where, what part of uh, Eurasia you're, you're part of. You're Greek. We invented you. <laughs> Let's see what we got here. This looks like some special shit here. Holy fucking shit! Where is this from? This is, like this is from the, the Tuva Republic of Russia. Fucking, of course it is. Of fucking course it is. He's Russian. <laughs> <laughs> was right. Oh, this is one of the songs where he's playing the instrument. Is this uh, a Russian Hebrew Israelite? <laughs> it's a Russian Hebrew Israelite. <laughs> he's a fucking Russian Hebrew Israelite. He was Kang's. <laughs> Uh, here, brought, uh, brought to you by Dugan Records. He's, he uh, got signed on Dugan at, Records. Cl click out of uh, the full screen there. Let me let me see if we got some other recommendations. Oh man, uh, I've got some more here. Yeah, let look, me go back. Click, click the first one there. Let's just do one of these songs here. All I all I want you to hear is the so actual instrument itself because it is uh, very similar to the banjo. Here we have, <laughs> we have, 
future. Indian. <laughs> we have wagon burner beatboxing by a Russian Hebrew Israelite. <laughs> Here it is, fam. We've crested this. We've crested the hill. Dukeism, Dukeism, is this how they talk? Is this their language? Is he speaking right now? Are these words? Uh, no, no, no. He's, he's singing uh, different notes. Like the same way we might like hold out. I feel like this is satanic. I feel like I'm being possessed right now. Is this like some... <laughs> what the fuck is going no, 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 on? It's, it's not satanic. It's not Holy all. shit. I'm actually, I'm so actually really, really into this kind of music because I find it so interesting how they uh, how they sing. I, f- uh, I feel like a demon be, singing this. You're in the engine. Dugan music. Makes sense. Dugan music. This is Dugan's favorite band. <laughs> I can do this. I, I can get into this. Can I? Is there money in this? I can do this. Hey, we were just talking about. I just said the other day, not everybody can sing. I was wrong. Maybe everybody can sing. <laughs> Look, you just you just do that along with a banjo and. You've got it, bro. That's an album. Dude, fucking Indian beatboxing to a banjo. Holy That's shit. That's fucking... I've, uh, <laughs> I've exposed you to a whole new world of music. <laughs> I'll, I'll spur you up for a second. There's a reason that it's satanic, because the Mongols, like those type of like like Russian prairie niggers, they took over Kazaria. They're the ones that destroyed the Khazars. So, so they the fucking Khazar? would have like. This is Khazar I mean, that's singing? that's pretty based to me. If they killed the Khazars, adopted some of that culture. Yeah, it's based. It's pretty based. But they probably like adopted some of their culture and banged all their women and all kinds of shit. You know, so somehow Khazar influence. That's what I'm trying to bring, 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 bring this to. Maybe. Sorry to sorry to it. disappoint you, Nike. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I uh, I still like the music. I went and saw a, a live concert of this metal band from Mongolia called The Who. Uh, Did they do a sacrifice? No, they didn't do a sacrifice on the stage, but uh, they uh, they played some really fucking hardcore music, and uh, I don't I didn't understand a, a word of what they said, but man, it sounded good. Man, singing like that fucking irritated my throat. My shit's all scratchy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's hard. I've, I've uh, been like, you know, trying this uh, on my own, like amateur practice for Nikkei, years. I am going to harass you mercilessly <laughs> to throw sing for me. I will not stop until it happens, dude. Okay, hold on. We never got to the. I want to hear this instrument real quick and then we're going to.
You know what that actually reminds me of more than the banjo? You know what that actually reminds me of more than the banjo? It reminds me of this me. thing. Oh, shit. I hear what you're saying, though, Nikkei, about, like, the overlap, sort of. You know? It's, it's like that. Like this thing right here. <laughs> it reminds me of this thing. Hold on. Have you guys ever seen this silly ass thing that these Brazilian fags do to play to do copperware? Look. This is a Brazilian <laughs> instrument? Yeah. It's just a string on a pole. It looks very similar to. Okay, well, actually, no. It, it's, Niggers it's are retarded. They cannot make anything. Look at this. It's, it's far more primitive to what they play in Mongolia. But it, it looks kind of similar. No, no, this is way more primitive. It's this got is, like a coconut. <laughs> it's got like a fucking coconut on the bottom of it. <laughs> if you just look up uh, Mongolian stringed instrument, I forget what it's called, but you'll see oh, that like man. compare it to what we just saw here and you'll see the sophistication in comparison. Those are like white Brazilian libtards, like doing like a, a no, native are, Brazil. Those are just white people in Brazilian costume. There's not a fucking Brazil. Maybe yeah. this, maybe this guy right here that's like looking at the seashell or whatever that is. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe him. But all one hundred percent of the rest of those people are white fags who just want to be like involved yeah. in indigenous culture. Oh my god! What faggot in Brazil? That's awesome. It's all awesome. It's all. And like, of all places, like, why that fucking shithole? Oh my god! Yeah. Anyhow, let's see what. Uh, well, man, shitty, stupid, fucking nigger culture and high yeah. Aryan white culture. I mean, you could just see the difference the between what they play. Yep. Yeah. So, like, the Mongolians are like high-level bean niggers, right? They're like the highest yeah, level bean niggers, right? Because isn't that where bean niggers came from ultimately? Right? They came from Siberia over the straight. That's the that's the story we get anyway. I don't really buy into all that, but that's the story we got anyway, right? Uh that they came over here and then went down to uh it's like uh through the Americas down into the South America and Mexico and all that shit, right? Uh I, I don't really yep. buy into all that, but that's the story they tell us. So these are like high level bean niggers. These are like between a bean nigger and a rice nigger, right? Yeah, if, if you compared to, like, what you just saw with Brazil, if you go to videos uh, for that search, like, uh, you'll hear the difference, too, as well as see the difference. I mean, one is just, like, literally a single string on a piece of bamboo, and the other is, like, all right, we understand the concept of resonance uh, and tone so that we've created an instrument that has a resonator and you can, you know, Hey, listen here, uh, DK. I've use your enough. finger to change the tone. <laughs> this, this, <laughs> this is a racist podcast. DK, I'm having enough of your Asian apology. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm playing. <laughs> here we go. You, got, Let's you, see. you promised me you give me your honest opinion of it though, uh, right? Johnny, we could work yeah. in a little fourth position. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see what. Uh, let's see what. 
whole Kim here has for us. It has two strings. <laughs> it only has it. They've made it. They've admit, they've improved by one. Let's see what the tone uh, does here. That's actually a little bit, a little bit more white seem sounding. It's no. <laughs> I, I'm not saying it's white. I'm saying it's better than that shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's. And uh, we, don't, we don't have a. We, we. This is a tangent that's gone on way longer than I expected it to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, yeah. That, I, that. You know what that reminded me of? That reminded me of like a really good. That reminded me of like a, a child prodigy, like a, a really good four year old. <laughs> Playing the shit out of a violin. Folks <laughs> 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 will be whooping him if he fucks up, you know? Yeah, right. Oh, man. Yeah, they'll the beat his parents. parents. will beat him to death. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Get... Sorry, go ahead. Big twang. Big twang. What's up, Shing? Oh, I want to go over here and say what's up to Shing, man. I hadn't said any, what's up to anybody over on Shing since we started, uh, or since right after we started. What's up, Shing family? How are y'all doing, man? Shing's uh, words out. I heard Shing. You heard what? That's part. I heard Shing has stickers. Yes, they awesome. do have stickers. Stickers. Uh, Homa talk. Thank yeah. you very much, brother. He says niggers aren't allowed to claim any of our stuff. I'll even go as far as to say Jews didn't claim. Don't get to claim the bagel or pastrami. <laughs> it's all ours. Uh, I have no education on the history of the bagel, but uh, I'll take your word for it. Uh, Hank, I think I already replied to that, didn't I? I think I did. Uh, chain reaction uh, for the next break. We might watch that here in a minute. Uh, where are we at for time, man? Um, let's see. I really don't know how much else we got to do on Fake Twang. I think we got the fucking point across. They're trying to say white people stole everything. I mean, we can finish the article if y'all want to. Well, maybe we covered it, man. I, I'm I'm done with it. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry for that diversion, man. I didn't mean it for good, to go that long. I thought it was amazing. It was fucking was... hilarious. Huh? The nigger fuck the bean nigger fucking beatboxing was fucking worth it, dude. That was fucking amazing, <laughs> dude. Oh, uh, and speaking of. I do have a story about that. So I, uh, I guess this, oh, well, I've talked about this before, so it is what it is. Um, I was performing at a festival one time. I'm not going to be too more specific than that. Me and my fire troop were invited to go to this festival and spend fire uh, for three hours every night, right? So from like 8 o'clock till 11 o'clock, we were spinning fire, and then the rest of the time we were all running around fucking off. Um, up on the stage, we had a <clears throat> two of us would go up on stage, and then we had a light ring that we would perform one at a time in. It was a whole thing. But um, while we were there one night, it was fucking God knows, you know, one, two, three in the morning. It was super fucking early in the morning. We we're all high as shit on fucking psychedelics. You know what I mean? Uh, God, I don't even know what the fuck we had taken that night. Some form of ecstasy and some other form of. LSD or something like that. Um, but anyway, we're sitting there around the fire just hanging out. We're all just sitting there chilling, you know. 
Uh, a couple of us are up, like, spinning our props, just hanging out, not, like, performing or anything. We're just up there, just hanging out around our camp. And this guy walks up with his, like, girlfriend or whatever the fuck she was, and he goes, hey, man, do you guys mind if we just sit down for a minute and hang out? And we're like, yeah, fine, you know. We thought they were probably freaking out, like, one of them was, like, hey, having a bad trip. So we're like, yeah, man, have a seat, man, no big deal. Well, this guy sits down, and he sits down, he crosses his legs, and he goes, do you, got, do you mind if I sing for you guys? And everybody's like, no, nah, man, go ahead. And he starts doing a thing. He starts doing a thing like that. He's like, he sounded like a fucking, he sounded like a didgeridoo. He sounded like a fucking didgeridoo. He fucking did. He's like, can I sing for you? And he breaks out with that shit. So, yeah, it was a very, very bizarre. That's fun. He was signed to Dugan Records. Yeah. All right. What else we got here? I got some other shit to talk about. Uh, what do we have here? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Nikkei, do you know that? I'm sure you've heard. Uh, you guys uh, like to say this a lot. Have uh, You've heard the saying, no cap this one's before, before, right? Oh, yeah. No cap. Yeah. Right? You've heard, the, you've heard the, the people say that. Do you know the uh, where that came from? Do you know the history, the, the root of no cap? The, the saying, yeah, no it's... cap? It's like uh, you don't have a fake root. Which it's not- no, no, it's not. I wish it were only. I wish it was that simple, Nikkei. Nothing's ever that simple with niggers, though, right? Never that. <laughs> Nothing's ever that simple with niggers. So, uh, am I sharing the thing? Everything good? Can y'all see? Yeah, um, I see it. I'm ready. Yeah. All right. This, by the way, is Kevin Gage. I don't know if you guys heard the 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 song. Uh, Two phones. That's a song that was on the radio a lot and stuff. He's like a drug dealing nigger, but he went to jail in Florida, and he's like a um, an NOI guy. He's like Nation of Islam, dude. So he's dude, that just take things from that perspective. Dude, I played a video of this nigger saying that he has magical powers because he fucking wiggled a battery fucking terminal. This nigger thinks he's magical. He thinks he has the power to give energy yeah. to a battery because he went and jiggled the fucking corroded battery terminal and the car started. He lives like, I got special powers. I've had him since a I was a A literal magic Negro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was like, I walked up to her battery and I just grabbed it and I hailed it and I told her, start your car. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you stupid nigger. It's, it, it's just a corroded battery terminal, right? Like, you can go out there, you jiggle the battery terminal, start the car, it works just fine. Yeah. He's too fucking retarded. He thinks he has fucking magical powers. But here we go. Here's Kevin Gates telling us the meaning of the phrase no cap. Word, which it's all in meaning, but that word no cap, if you only knew the meaning of that word, what that mean? That's why you never hear me say no cap. That nigger's gay. Listen to what I'm telling you. That is a homosexual nigger. Look at his body language. How he looks around like a faggot nigger. He does like that little head snap shit that faggot niggers do. This is, that's probably why he knows about this. This is 100% a homosexual nigger. This guy fucks dudes. 100%. Watch his body language. Watch, watch after he says, watch this. No cap. Huh? You just had a still of him showing, doing the faggot move. Yeah, 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 but I want everybody to see the whole fluid motion, right? All in meaning, but that word no cap. If you only knew the meaning of that word. Look, right there, move. Faggot nigger shit. What that mean? That guy fucks guys. 
That's why you never hear me say no cap. You never hear me say that. What no cap mean? It was a term used by people that like the same six people. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect to them, but that's a word. No cap means without a condom. That's what it meant. No cap. No condom on your penis. On your scrotum detachment. That's what it meant. That's why you never hear me say that word. Yes. I know the origin. Yes. Word. No cap. No cap is code word for gay niggers butt fucking without a condom. <laughs> for real, I'm for real. <laughs> well, uh, uh, yes. Uh, it okay. always comes what it always comes back to. Bottom line. <laughs> well look, I I will admit I've said for real before, you know, in completely serious context but i've never said no cap that's been the dumbest piece of nigger neologism that i will not a adopt oh look at argent, argent destroyer and mont blanc bring up a solid point here as well he bussing no cap he's bussing. coming on you because he doesn't have a rubber after fucking you in the butt that's yeah. no cap he bussing is a nigger coming on your back after butt fucking you with no rubber, <laughs> so there you go, guys. I uh, keep, I really hate me. the uh, the visual image there. <laughs> keep no, using thank those you. Words. Keep fucking using those words, fucking zoomers, huh? You're fucking literally being fucking MK. This is this is fucking. These are nigger MK Ultra words, huh? To turn you into a fucking homo. <laughs> I guess I guess I passed the shit test because the only uh, term I picked up out of my generation was for real. Oh god! I wish that was the only one. Well, that's the only one I picked up. At you know, as a zoomer myself, uh, I, I've have I've never said bussin', I've never said no cap, but I have said for real. Uh, uh bound, bound, I'm sorry. Go ahead, uh, Akilah. I'll just say I'm impressed. He's a zoomer. Uh, you, you got you, you. You don't sound like you sound like you got your shit together. You sound older than me. Oh <laughs> uh, no, nah, I'm I'm pretty young. That's awesome. Confused he all me. wet behind the ear. Bounded God says, I've never understood the nigger obsession with fashion. Uh, they're, they're, they're women, right? Niggers have the temperament and the mentality of a woman. They're all raised by single mothers who are extremely fucking psychotic. So they are... Uh, Mentally damaged women, right? And homosexuals. So they okay. have high fashion sense because they're all gay men raised by women. Oh, consider this. They're all ugly and they all look the same. They differentiate from each other uh, based on their, you know, uh, clothing appearances. Oh, That's how that they distinguish each other on a, uh, finan on a financial basis. If you've got money, you can yes. afford nice clothes that's to, it right there to peacock yes uh, because you know, un king. underneath it all you're still an ugly nigger but uh if you've got money that will attract some nigger bitches yeah 100 <laughs> percent uh glitter toad is king the most flashy nigger is the is the is the boss nigger on the block yep. right yep that's it right so fucking glitter toad is king like uh nikkei said it's peacocking right the nigger with the flashiest uh accessories is the baddest nigger on the block. 
So yeah, there's a yeah, 100%. Like That's even individual individual competition that happened in Africa as they evolved, right? They don't they they don't cooperate because they don't have to based on the territory and the environment. Whites uh, because we we were higher in um was that longitude latitude whichever one um we're, we're we're more cooperative because we have to fight the elements outside can kill you where white people mostly evolved but in africa you have everything you need the only thing that you're worried about is animals i like to think there is a direct continuity between the uh the the biggest bling you got hanging around your chest uh and the biggest bone in your nose back in yeah. africa Exactly. That's an Edward Dutton take, I think. Wait, uh, uh, red box me on this. What's going on here? I'm just saying, I'd like to think there's a continuity between having the biggest bone in your nose, but and also having the biggest uh blang on your chest. Oh right, or like the bowl in the lip. Yes, yes, right. Like it's the same like thing. If if, if, if yeah. your bone is bigger through your nose. That makes you attractive as as well as like you got the biggest Jesus piece on the block, nigga. Yeah. Then like that the makes bitch. you desirable. Yeah, the, the bitch cool. with the the bitch with the most rings around her neck, right? Yep. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and all the bright colors, like all the bright colors. You notice that white people don't really like have tons of bright colors. That's like only for ceremonial and stuff. Like your day to day wear isn't that they're like you know uh, like that kind of competition, right? They freak out about like colors and bling. Because it's like they're like fucking monkeys. Try to, you know, if you, I've been to Africa. If you, the monkeys, the baboons, and all that, they try and steal all your stuff. And so we got, so, we got this here. We're gonna close. We're gonna close the show out with this right here. I want to get you fellas take on this, man. So we got here. Friends creator gives a four million dollar apology for the embarrassing whiteness of the show. Marta Kaufman. Oh. Used to think the criticism Boy, of yeah. the hit sitcom was unfair, but now has changed her mind. Always they. Mm, look at this fucking hideous Jew. This look has cost more to the Jewish Jew. community than two holocausts. Yeah. Look at that hideous fucking Jew. She should uh, be Kane. She should be so, Kane. She should where be Kane. Where yeah. did the money go to? Let's just cut to that part. Uh. That might be kind of hard to just see. It's a short article, so we're going to read it all real quick. All right. Exactly what so, Take it from the top. Yeah, here we go. Uh, one of the, first of all, it's not even white. These are all fucking Jews. <laughs> the entire cast is fucking Jews. I think there's, I, I think Jennifer Aniston is maybe like the only fucking goy on there. Like this fucking guy is a Jew. This fucking she's guy. She's yeah, no, Jennifer Aniston is Greek. Yeah, David Schwimmer, Lisa Kudrow, uh, I'm assuming Matt LeBlanc is probably a Jew. Uh, Courtney Cox, they're Jewish, right? They're Arquettes, right? That's, Wait, actually Co- Courtney Ar- Cox? Yeah, they're yeah. Arquettes. Aren't they Jews? Yeah. They're oh, Jewish wow. until proven innocent. She's I, I married to don't, don't Arquette, though, maybe, but still. Oh, yeah, she was married to Arquette. You're right, you're right, you're right. Can we get, can we get a Google on that? Is Courtney Cox a Jew? Chat. I don't think. I'll Cox check it real quick. Matthew Perry's not. At least two and a half Jews. I'm with you, Cos- Cosmic, Cosmic Pepe. We're going to call it three. <laughs> yeah. We're call it three. If you're uh, married to a Jew, it counts. Marta Kaufman says she once felt Friends was unfairly singled out for the absence of people of color, but realized she had been wrong following the civil rights uproar of 2020. After the nigger summer, the nigger summer of rage, 
really changed her mind. Uh, Marta, oh yeah, okay. It was after Courtney what Cox happened. was uh, born and raised in Birmingham, Alabama, according to Wikipedia. Don't know how many Jews are from there. Doesn't say. It doesn't say what her fan, what her parents were or anything. I bet you her parents. Her dad was named Richard Lewis Cox, and her mother was Courtney Copeland. Uh, neat, uh, original name Bass. Bass. There it is, Bass. <laughs> You're gonna say Bass is a Jewish name? <laughs> I'm just, I'm grasping the straws here, Nike. All right, work with me. <laughs> All right, I'll type in Courtney Cox. Uh, All right. Uh, it was after what happened to George Floyd, I began to wrestle with my having uh, bought into systemic racism in ways I was never aware, Miss Kaufman told the Los Angeles Times. That was really the moment I began to examine the ways I had participated, and I knew I needed to course correct. <clears throat> Shut up, bitch. Oh, my God. Here it is. Miss Kaufman has here. now made a do oh. What do you got? Courtney Cox, English, Irish, Welsh, Welsh, Scottish, German, and distant Swedish and French. French. Hello, motherfucker. <laughs> no, I'm fucking around. Oh, uh, shit. Who we got here? Bounded God, thank you very much. He says, I own a pair of work boots opposed to the closet full of overpriced sneakers. Yeah, 100%. Uh... I only have fucking one pair, and they're like workout uh, slide-on, like uh, athletic sneakers. I don't really wear a whole lot of sneakers myself. Uh, thank you very much, brother. I appreciate it. <clears throat> um, so Miss Kaufman has now made a donation to the Brandeis University's African and African American Studies Department that will oh, support a distinguished god who is coming on who is concentrating on the area of peoples and cultures of Africa and the African diaspora. Or diaspora so, it. so it's uh, a donation to the African Studies Program at one of the most Jewish colleges in America. Good Lord. Brandeis University. So it's the Black Studies at the Jewish College. Yeah, so she, she says if we teach Jews about, about niggers, then... Nobody will ever repeat uh, the Shoah that I perpetuated. That's what she thinks. She show she did a Shoah. Wow! So she has to stop it forever, educating the Jews. Have any of you ever watched an episode of Friends? I have. I have. I'm old. I, did I, you I like it? Friends. Uh, back fucking when in the '90s when I was like a kid and watching Friends, I liked Friends. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Okay. I'm just gonna be about that. I, when I'm just I was asking. younger, I used to watch Seinfeld a lot when I was younger. Yeah, yeah I used to love Seinfeld, man. I didn't yeah. fucking know, man. It's just TV, you know? You don't, you don't realize this shit. Yeah, I, I even... Yeah. No, I was just gonna say, Howard Stern is what made me want to become a talk... Like, do this, like, podcast talk radio thing, right? I always wanted to. I've told the story before. I used to go to the booth at American Broadcasting School every year when the fair would come oh, to town. Uh, better for you than it is for him. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, but you know, I was young. I used to watch. See, he used to have Howard Stern used to have a television show of his radio uh, show would come on E Entertainment <clears throat> Television late at night. Back when I was in like middle school and high school, and I used to fall asleep huh. watching Howard Stern. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, all of a sudden it was gay back then, but you didn't really know, and it didn't matter. It was like it was. It was 
the 80s was like not everything was gay. It was still like kind of like what's cool up, Night Nation? But 90s, Go ahead, bro. I'm sorry. didn't know, but it was fucked. It was fucked already, you know. But we were like still like blind. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was a very uh, I had a very cruel sense of humor when I was younger. Like I used to laugh at Howard fun making Howard started making fun of retards and like you know, yeah. Beetlejuice and shit. Like, I used to laugh like. When we watched bum fight, I realized how soft I had got <laughs> when I watched bum fights for uh, movie night one night. I was cringing like a motherfucker. I was like, oh, God, we should not be watching this. This is horrible. This is fucking terrible. They're like pulling white old fucking, you know, drug addicted white men's fucking teeth out for like a beer and pissing in their beer. And like, oh, my Shit. God. What am I doing with myself watching this shit? And when I was a kid, it was fucking hilarious. I mean, I remember, like, belly laughing hard at that shit as a kid. And, like, here I'm watching it as a dog, like, oh, my God. What the fuck was wrong with me? But we used to always, we also used to sit down and fucking, uh, like, me and my brothers would watch Faces of Death and Traces of Death and all yep. that shit. So. Yeah, I was right on that shit, too. That was right around the time we are going to do some UFC shows. But that was right around the time where, where the first UFC came out. And like all that, that was fucking nineties, man. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Savage, savage era. It was, dude. Brutal shit. Uh, bum fights put out a fucking so another funny story. Bum fights put out a, a another thing. It was called uh, like terrorist killers and mid east wackos or some shit like that. And it was just a bunch of like hangings and uh, executions and shit like that. It was fucking wild <clears throat> and i'll never God forget damn. i'll never forget man i had fucking me and my best friend had went and bought some mushrooms and we got back to my house and i had a bunch of my buddies over and me and him ate like an eighth of mushrooms a piece and we're sitting there and you know we're fucking doing our thing we're like rolling joints and shit this is degenerate times i was like fucking in my early 20s uh, -huh. uh and we're waiting for this you know we're waiting for the the mushrooms to hit well, and my buddy, who's this big old fat motherfucker we called Tubby, he went, <laughs> he went and put on that fucking terrorist killers and mid-east wackos. Oh, Christ. Without telling anybody, right? And it starts off with, like, this crazy fucking death metal, like, Rawr! and it shows this fucking Arab, like some Muslim, being drug up onto this sand dune and just blown in the fucking, smoked in the face Holy with, like, an AK. Shit. And it peels his fucking face in. And, like, his jaw is twitching, right? Because his nerves are still twitching. Shit. Yeah, and, like, right as we start tripping on these mushrooms, that comes on, and it was just a really fucking bizarre night from the <sighs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> Dude, he's such a fucking cocksucker for that. I, like, I was, like, couldn't get a drink of water down for, like, fucking what felt like hours. Like, I would take a drink, and I couldn't get, like, like, that my functions weren't working right. I you just had to spit it back out. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, I just had to fucking spit it back out. And every time you I did it, I was in a state of like shock, but it was just disgust instead. And I would fucking start laughing, but then I would start like getting kind of like frustrated that I couldn't take a drink, and I tried to try to take a drink again, and th that I got stuck in that loop for a while, like a fucking trying Damn. to take a drink, couldn't I do wouldn't... it, spit it out, and laugh, and like. <laughs> that's a that's a <laughs> panicky place to be in. I'm not gonna uh, lie. Yeah, was... <laughs> uh, Here we go. Let's let's finish this thing up. She said, "I've got nothing but love." She said uh, to, of the reaction to her announcement. It's been amazing. I'm surprised to see some of the extent because I didn't expect the news to go this wide. What are 
You did expect the news to go this wide. A Jew donating to a fucking nigger college fund because of her fucking uh, anti-white hatred. You didn't think that was going to fucking uh, go news wide, news uh, spread. Uh, what's the, I didn't expect the news to go this wide. Get the fuck out of here. You knew exactly what was going to happen. I've gotten a flood of emails and texts and posts that, that have been nothing but supportive. I've gotten a lot of, it's about time, not in a mean way. It's just people acknowledging it was long overdue. The nigger worship was long overdue, huh? The nigger worship was long overdue. Fucking, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I'm done with this. <laughs> I'm done with this. It's absolutely a publicity stunt, uh, Cosmic Pepe. But yeah, guys, uh, that's it, man. That's that's it for me. Night Nation, you're going on here uh, after we're done here, right? I think we're a little bit past two hours anyhow. Yeah, we're about 2.15. Yeah. Yeah, state enforced nigger worship is what it is, Trad Dad. It's state enforced fucking nigger worship. Yeah, that's what you get. Nigger worship. Yeah. And faggots. Akili, you got anything you want to say on the way out of here, brother? Uh, yeah, man. I mean, uh, take care of your kids, you know. Uh, take care of yourselves. Pay attention to what you put your eyes on. You know, John and I are old enough where, like, we had to, like, go and try and find tapes or people had to show up with weird tapes at parties and shit to see weird, crazy shit. Your kids can go, in, like, our, our young kids, they go just in the, in, the, in the room on the computer, pull any old, nasty, crazy, wild shit up and poison their minds with this. That so, is, yeah. yeah. Dude. Keep them off of that shit, you know. Uh, pay close attention. And even for yourselves as parents, as, as like, if you guys aren't parents, if you're Zoomers, like like our friend Nikkei, you know, like, like keep your purity. You know, that's kind of what I was commending Nikkei for, to be totally honest. He seems, he's a Zoomer, but he's, like, a mature and, you know, intelligent, well-spoken, European, like, educated, you know, young Zoomer. That's amazing. Like, we need that. And you, you, you do that Thank by you. your purity, man. Like, you know, choosing what you expose yourself to and expose, yourself, expose yourself to positive things. You're welcome. Um, so I'll just quickly transition to my usual, you know, 3.0. That's the bottom line. So for me, it's exercise. Um, and for everybody, hopefully, lift weights, learn to fight, um, read books, be spiritual. Do art and uh, what's the sixth one, John? It's supposed to be four, but anyways, whatever. That's it. Uh, I will say this that is actually very fucking true, man. Like, to see these things back when we were kids, it was like a very uh, esoteric, like, it, they weren't circulated around. You couldn't go rent these things, right? You had to know a guy that had, like, rent, you know, bought it off of some, you know, somehow. I don't even know how people got their hands on these things. I don't know how my brother got that shit, to be honest with you. Anyway, he also had these things called Dr. Devious videos uh, that were, like, made for tripping acid and shit. They were weird. He, got a, he had his hands on all kinds of shit. I never knew how he got it. But, yeah, these things weren't uh, easy to come by, right? To watch this weird, edgy shit was very, very rare, and you had to, like, know somebody who had it. Uh, now you can just go on the internet and watch any of that shit. Shit that makes that look. I mean, yeah. you can watch like fucking cartels cut people up with chainsaws and shit now all fucking day if you wanted to. So it's way different. You do have to protect yourself from that shit. Yeah. And I think that's that's what my generation has, has learned um, that we will be aware of for our kids. Like, uh, I'll... I'll totally you know fully admit here that i i saw shit that i shouldn't have at too young of an age thanks to the internet mm-hmm. um you know when i was growing up like really young it was like the golden age of shock websites where you would see some like 
disgusting, shocking, pornographic image or video. And, uh, you know, it was meant, yeah, all that shit was, you, you would like send that to people as a joke. They're like, Oh, this is so gross. But like, eventually that wound up in front of people who were like 10 years old, like I was. And like, we saw shit that like, I would never let a 10 year old see if I had anything to say about it. Uh, and so I think, you know, I was raised in, like, the first generation of, like, what it meant to, like, really have abused the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've learned from that, and I will absolutely never let my own kids do the same. Because, I, I, I mean, I didn't need to be exposed to that growing up. And uh, it, it's out there. I, you know, if you're a new parent, be diligent. Be diligent. Don't don't let that slide because, you know, that makes a difference in the psychological development of a child. I don't know how different I would be if uh, I wasn't exposed to such, you know, uh, disgusting materials as a child. I'm not saying I'm, I'm a messed up, deranged person, but I'm saying that I probably would have, like, you know, be more, uh, I'd have better mental hygiene, let's put it, uh, if I wasn't exposed to that. At such a young age. Yeah. One thing I'll say about that is I think like we, as Aryans, as whites, we have a very resilient spirit. We can be exposed to things. I mean, and, and I don't, and I don't mean like necessarily like actual trauma and abuse. Those things are terrible. You know, people try and excuse saying, saying you can recover from those things easily and stuff. I don't, I don't really believe that, but you know, things, things of exposure, like uh, media, stuff like that. You know, I think we have generally very resilient spirits. We could expose ourselves to something negative. It, detracts and expose ourselves to something positive and it fills us up so um you know if you just kind of balance it on the good side i think you know you can come back from whatever shitty stuff you might have aired into and i think relatively easily actually i think that's more of our nature than anything else it's kind of faustian oh that'd be a yeah, no that spencer talk just just for the record i never fucking listened to a word that guy said in my life so i have no idea what his content is so whatever i'm saying he says faustian he says apollonian doesn't he apollonian i don't fucking know it's faustian it was him yeah it was him okay yeah i can't i can't never remember some of the absurd shit Uh, anyways guys thank you guys both very much for being here man i really appreciate it and chat thank you all very very much for all the donos and everything tonight i really appreciate it we got one more uh from mr moon man uh thank you very much brother he says wait a minute uh mike said that no cap means they don't have a capped gold tooth uh that's real gold tooth not just a cap well mike is not a nigger i mean you heard it from the he doesn't know the he might know the nigger slang but doesn't know the gay nigger slang yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. yeah, this this is this is the true the meaning of no cap. It means being butt fucked by a gay nigger with no condom. <laughs> yeah, that's it's just you heard it from you, know? the, you heard it from the monkey's mouth, huh? <laughs> 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 heard it right from the monkey's mouth, guys. Oh man, thank you all very much for being here, man. It's been great hanging out with y'all. And all, as always, guys, get yourself involved in your community, man. You can't change hearts and minds if you don't shake hands and kiss babies. Thank you all very much for being here. And as always, take care of yourselves and take care of one another. One people, one struggle. God bless y'all family.
Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you, I'm out. Keep your rifle by 